everyone. This is episode 631 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Undead Horde, and that's pretty much it because I don't have all that much to talk about. The Ouya is going to be dead in a month, and I know what you're thinking. The Ouya is still alive? And apparently it is. And even more shocking, at some point, Razor bought Ouya. I don't know when this happened, I don't know why this happened, but apparently it happened, and in addition to Ouya dying, I guess something called Forge TV, or something like that, is dying as well. I think the the official dead death date is June 26th, and it's just, it's weird to think that the Ouya has still been alive and kicking all this time. And even weirder that Razor bought Ouya at some point, thinking that was a good idea. Unless they bought them right around the the point at which they hit retail. Even though then you could see the writing on the wall that the Ouya was garbage and that nobody cared about it. And that it was going nowhere, but I don't know. I mean, I bought an Ouya and it's one of the worst things I, I've ever done. It's one of the worst decisions I've ever made in, in the tech industry. That, you know, not in my life, but when it comes to tech and games and all that, the Uyo is the biggest waste because it's just a shitty system with a terrible OS, a horrible controller, and it was just it was just a mess. Um, an all right idea. But in execution, on almost all fronts, it was just a disaster. But it was one of the biggest first Kickstarters, so it'll always have its mark in history as being that. Um, But yeah, I guess it'll still... I guess people... (laughs) After June 26th, the Uyo will be nothing more than an emulation machine, I assume. Because the store will be dead, and what other usage will you be able to get out of it? I'm assuming anyone who still has one will use it for that. But even if you have one, it is not the best emulation machine. Because it's just... I guess you can put on other operating systems and stuff, but... I don't know. You're better off just buying a NES Classic or something. And hacking that if you are into that kind of stuff. But yeah... Pour one out for the Ouya, and then pour another one out for Razer, making bad decisions. Razer, the company that makes great products in terms of how they feel, and terrible products in terms of how they hold up under heavy usage. Uh, I, I love the way Razer products feel so much. I think their mice are the most comfortable mice I've ever used. I really like the, the what is it, Chroma keyboard, um, but their mice fall apart within a year, between six months and a year. They'll start giving you double-click inputs. It just is a disaster, and the keyboard still seems to be working, but I don't know if it was a software issue. Their, their support, Razor support, absolute trash. Horrible, unhelpful. Um, I have uh, their headset too, which seems to be still going strong. But every now and again, 
it doesn't seem to work and i don't know if it's that i need to reset the xbox or what's going on with that thing but it's comfortable i like the design of it and how the the mic uh, retracts into the the speaker which isn't unique to razor headsets but it's a nice mic it's high quality you know good audio uh, in both the mic and in the, the headphones um but yeah Razer's a company that I just, I wish their build quality was as good as, as the quality of how they the, their, their products feel. But that, that's not the case. And then Microsoft is having a massive backward compatible sale. Huge sale. However, a few games that I'm dying to pick up are still not on sale. And I don't think they've ever been on sale. The ones that stand out the most are the Earth Defense games. And you may be thinking, well, didn't they give away Earth Defense Force for free? Isn't that one of like, the games with gold games? Yes. Insect Armageddon is free. Or it was free. I don't know if it's still free. Which was great. Um, but there are two other Earth Defense Force games on Xbox 360 that are backward compatible. Uh, 2025, I believe, is the one. And then uh, 2017? or Yeah, right? That was the first one. And I would love to pick up digital copies of these so I don't have to put in my disc to play them on my Xbox One. However, while 2017 is reasonably priced at $15, and I've gone back and forth as to whether or not I would pick it up for that price because I, I feel, especially at this point, that they're never going to go on sale. Though I'm still shocked that Internet Armageddon somehow became a Games with Gold title which makes me somewhat hopeful that maybe they'll be on sale at some point. But while 2017 is 15 bucks, 2025 is still $50. $50. That is insane. No way in hell I paid $50 to have a digital version. I have the disc. I can put the disc in. Uh, it's somewhat inconvenient, not too inconvenient, but I, I would love to buy it digitally if it was reasonably priced if it, if they were both 15 sure but since one's 50 and one's 15 i'm not buying either of them which doesn't make any sense but i don't care i would like to do that even though i think out of the, the three 2025 might be my least favorite uh insect armageddon's a little bit different uh in terms of how it feels and there's just something that makes me feel very nostalgic and happy playing 2017. But, uh, yeah. Big backward compatible backward compatibility sale going on. So if you're into all that, you should check it out. Because there are, I don't know, 200 or so games on sale. There are a lot of games on sale. You know, and some decent prices in there, too. You know, and a mixture of Xbox Live Arcade games and full games and all that I think for the first time though it's kind of pointless to pick them up but for the first time in a while the Halo games are on sale but you can just buy the Master Chief collection to play those and have them look better um, yeah I don't know you should just check it out I'm not gonna go over 200 different games and then there are a bunch of indie games on sale uh, for Xbox One uh, part of the ID 
uh, sale. So those are worth checking out. Thinking about how E3 is so uh, close, I'm expecting, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, because I think Microsoft does like a summer E3 sale uh, every time, every year. And I'm hoping for some good deals and hoping that Rage 2 drops around 50% off already by then. Because I'd really like to play that game, but I know it's going to drop quickly, and I'm curious as to by how much. But none of this stuff is what I've been playing. What I've been playing is Undead Horde, and I played a, a bit of it, just you know, a little over an hour or so. And this is from Ten Tons Limited, a studio that is really good at making twin stick shooters. I feel like they're the the kings of twin stick shooters. At this point in time, you know, they made Judge, Neon Chrome, Tesla vs. Lovecraft, uh, Crimson Land. I think there's a few others in there. And they're, they're, they make really fun uh, Twin Six Shooters that feel really good and have interesting mechanics from game to game and are pretty uh, deep in terms of unlockables and leveling up and stuff like that, which I really like. Undead Horde is a little different in that you are playing as an undead shaman dude or whatever, and you can raise the dead and build a small little army that you use to destroy buildings, take on other armies, and if you kill people in, in battle and your army diminishes a bit, you can raise some of those dead and, and add them to your army. And it, it's reminiscent of like overlord where you play a character who is in the game in the action you can attack directly but you also can order around your troops in the most simplistic ways basically telling them to attack in this direction or return around you now that's the extent of what you can do with them at this point you can get little uh, like trinkets that will buff them so make them uh, regain health when they're attacking enemies or, or make their attack stronger for a short period of time and whatnot and so far it just is a game where you're going around this area uh, you unlock little fast travel locations that allow you to return to your home base which has things that you can purchase you can upgrade equipment and stuff like that buy new equipment um, and change out your troop layout. So once you raise enough enemies on the field, then you'll unlock them at your home base, and then you can build your army that way. You have an army allotment, so you, can, you can't just raise unlimited troops. You can only raise a certain amount, and some will cost more than others. Like, you can kill bears and raise them from the dead, and they're very strong and powerful, but they take up a, a, a large chunk of your allotment for your troop allotment um yeah it, it i like it but it's not clicking with me in the same way their other games have clicked with me and it comes down to the combat which isn't all that satisfying you can get into the, the action like i said and that doesn't feel all that great and then managing your troops is so simple and basic that i i don't feel like there's much use to even telling them to do anything because you just go into the action yourself because you're going to want to get in the action. You don't want to stay behind. You don't want to take too much damage because uh, 
if you die, it doesn't matter if your arm is still alive. But, um, yeah, they, they just attack and there's not much to it. Uh, the, the, the missions so far are, are all very simple. Just like, here, go to this place, uh, release these people from prison, or kill this enemy, or one of the two again and again and again. That's fine. And I'm still early on in the game. You know, I don't know how long it is. Uh, I f think I've maybe gone through 20% of the map. So maybe things will open up and get more interesting. There is a story too, but it's not that engaging or interesting. And there's something weird about the sound mixing that has the dialogue uh, very quiet. You have to really raise the volume if you want to hear it. And then all the music and all that stuff is really loud. And in the options, there's no way to adjust the the dialogue volume specifically, which I always hate in games. You know that that's a surefire way to make me not care about the story or what people are saying. There are subtitles, of course, you can read that, and I've been doing that. But like I said, the story isn't all that interesting, so it doesn't really matter. And in a lot of their games, or, or, or all their games. They they throw in little bits of story there, here and there, but it's really about the gameplay and the loop and, and the gameplay loop and all that. And the, the the loop and all that in Undead Horde just isn't clicking with me at this point. It's still early on, like I said. I'm going to give it more time because it, it is solid mechanically, and I, I am a big fan of a lot of their games, You know, not just their... Twin six shooters. I think they did Spellspire, which was a, a word uh, action game. You know, like uh, mixing mixing boggle elements, word creation, and action stuff, which I, I liked. And then I'm pretty sure they made one of those old iOS Endless Runners Grim Joggers, which I was a big fan of because that, that was the the glory days of uh, Endless Runners back when Cannonball came out and people were like oh god this is awesome let's just make a bunch of games like this and Greg jo Greg grim joggers stick was instead of controlling one person you were controlling a group of joggers and you had to worry about your trajectory when you jumped and all this stuff uh to avoid uh, dangers and you might do it a little bit too late and lose somebody in the back of the group or, or vice versa and it was fun it was different is a unique unique take on the genre. But Undead Horde is available now, I believe, on Xbox One. That's where I'm playing it. And I'm assuming PS4, Switch, and the usual systems. But I'm playing it on Xbox One. And uh, it's got a polygonal art style. Looks solid. Um, yeah. It's solid. But it's not blowing me away. You know, like, uh, there are other games do a better job of making me want to keep playing. Undead Horde isn't really doing that uh, all that well so far. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I think I found my next game for Attack the Backlog. One that'll just be a nice, quick little diversion. Uh, it'll be short, but there are multiple endings, so I'm going to play through them multiple times. And that is Had a Full Boyfriend. And the reason why I'm going with that, I was looking at my PS4 games list because I made a little folder of backlog games and that was in there. And I was like, 
this is a game that if I don't play it for this series, I'll never get around to it. It's 100% a game for this series because it's a game that I would never get around to without this. Um, and so I'm kind of excited to, to play that ridiculous nonsense. And yeah, the, the one thing though, thinking about it is just, I don't know what kind of video I'll be able to make from that. I'm not... I'm not confident that the the gameplay of Hatful Bo Boyfriend will be all that exciting or interesting. But uh we'll see as we play it. And by we I mean me. Though you can play it too. I mean that's part of the fun of the series is playing along. Uh so yeah. That's uh that's pretty much it. Then I finally started getting around to watching stuff on Netflix. Uh to just clean up my queue. And a lot of my stuff is just not great. So that that's that. I did watch the two fire documentaries. Uh, and I think the the Hulu one is vastly superior to the Netflix one. Which just felt... The Netflix one felt like a, a retelling of everything I already knew. And the Hulu one felt like more of a deep dive. And uh, gave me more context. It's just, it just more interesting. Um... The the thing the thing about the Netflix one is that it just seemed like I was watching all these pieces of shit talk about the thing. And I'm like, I don't care about any of you. Like, you guys are all pieces of shit. I mean, part of the whole fire thing, too, for me, at least, is that I don't ultimately care about the way things went down. Because outside of the the people from the island, the local people who helped put the things together and weren't paid and all this everyone involved was like a piece of shit you know the the people putting it together and the people going who didn't get what they were expecting like you're like it, i just don't get i don't understand influencer mentality i don't like them i can never deal with those type of people um so yeah just hearing just seeing all these privileged people not get what they were expecting i'm like good <laughs> fuck you guys um but the thing about the netflix one that just shocked me and made me think about all the people who were involved in putting this thing together and like how shitty they all are is that there was this one older gentleman who was like a a seasoned vet in whatever his field was uh, and i think he was like uh, calling him the caterer is incorrect but he was involved with the food and, and water and all this stuff and about halfway through the documentary, he talks about how Billy, the, the mastermind of this whole thing, asked him, you know, we, we need this water. And the only way we can get it is if you go to this guy who has all the water and suck his dick. And I guess Billy wasn't like being funny. He wasn't, he wasn't joking. He was being serious. And then this older gentleman talked about how he went home, you know, after hearing this request and all that, he went home, took a shower, you know, gargled some mouthwash, and then made his way to this guy with the intention to suck his dick, that he was actually going to go do it. And to me, one, Billy's a piece of shit for asking that, of course, and then this guy actually considering it planning to do it that fucking what the fuck's wrong with this guy too just all these 
pieces of garbage. Pieces of garbage. No way in hell would I... How... What kind of person would even humor that idea? Do you have no conviction? Uh-uh. No. No. Uh, but yeah. That is a good place to end the episode. Talking about some old guy who was about to suck dick for water. Uh, anywho, once again, I'm your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye!